Welcome to the NutraCast, a production by Nutra Ingredients USA. I'm Danielle Masterson. Thank you for joining me here on the NutraCast, where we talk and share insights from inside the nutrition industry. Black women have the highest rates of being overweight or obese when compared to other groups in the United States. And people who are overweight are more likely to suffer from high blood pressure, diabetes, and cholesterol, all risk factors for heart disease and stroke. These are all preventable diseases, yet people of color remain underrepresented in the wellness space. One of the few wellness brands highlighting diversity is Munique, a nutrition company that focuses on gut health. Joining me now is Mark Washington, the CEO and founder of UR Labs, the company behind Munique. Welcome to the NutraCast, Mark. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Dania. Tell me a little bit about Munique and what inspired this company and your line. Yeah. So at the highest level, we I describe Munique, consumer health um, and a food tech business as well. So we are uh, taking a deeply scientific approach, a very evidence-based with an emphasis around the gut, as you mentioned, the gut microbiome, which is your control center for health, to really try to help people address these prevalent chronic underlying conditions. The type of conditions that you uh, you mentioned, you know, are all within our, our radar of things that we're trying to do and, and doing it through nutrition, through food and supplements to fundamentally help bend the curve of, of health outcomes for people who need it. That's who we are. And that's the space that we play in. When I was reading a little bit about your background, what, or I guess I should say, who inspired this company? It really is the lifelong journey of the head meets the heart. On, on the head side, like this is the space that I know and love and I'm deeply passionate about kind of helping people live healthier lives. And I've grown up in the food and beverage and supplements and wellness and fitness category. And I knew there's you know a huge never ending need for better for you products, right? Especially to address these prevalent health conditions. Uh, And I knew that there's a large underserved market in particular multicultural communities that have even more pervasive need on these chronic conditions. So I knew there was a a huge opportunity and I knew this is, you know, something I've always been passionate about doing. But what really inspired me to launch a business, kind of my personal why, really is, it's it's very personal for me. It's it's family and it's, it's my sister. And really, Monica is her name, is, is my wife. Why I decided at this late stage in my career to, to start up a company that would do this in a differentiated way. For a little bit of background, uh, so Monica was an unbelievably vivacious personality, a colorful she was hilarious, even inappropriately so, and she lived, lived her life fully <laughs> in, in so many ways. Uh, when she entered a room, you, you knew that Monica had arrived. But like so many others, she struggled with her health. So she struggled with obesity and diabetes and, and hypertension, which is high blood pressure, and uh, just a, a number of conditions which, you know, unfortunately had too much control over her life. And she tragically passed away uh, about five years ago during complications during childbirth which is one other condition which disproportionately affects the African-American community uh, on top of so many other health issues. And it was due to, you know, the fact of all the different health challenges she had and some questionable medical care and a a very high-risk pregnancy. And for me, obviously, going through such a tragic event like that and losing my sister way too early had a deep emotional impact on me. And it, it took me years to translate that pain into truly finding my purpose 
And that really does come to how can I kind of use my experience and my passion, but really help other people who are living with the very similar conditions like Monica lived to help them regain control of their lives. Uh, and that inspires me. And that is, you know, for me, such a great way to honor her legacy, to bring some light out of this, this such a tragic and painful situation and something that I know my sister shines down on because uh, she's a very warm and loving and supportive person. But the prospect of kind of her playing some role in helping other people improve their health and improve their lives and empowering people to regain that control is my tribute to her legacy. And so, yeah, she's, she really is my, my inspiration and my, my why. And that's um, really how we even came up with our brand name. So Unique is Monica plus Unique is how we came up with Unique. So she, you know, is the living, breathing essence of our brand and represents the kind of impact that we want to have on people with products that, frankly, uh, could change people's lives, but also products that people would actually would actually love. So yeah, that's, that's my inspiration. I really love the meaning behind the name and the way you said it, you took it right out of my mind, the way to honor her legacy. Would you say your line addresses health concerns that are more prevalent to people like Monica? Absolutely. It's the easiest way to answer that question is if you have a product that is in the health and wellness space and can support someone living with chronic underlying conditions, then by definition, that is a product that will disproportionately help African-Americans and multicultural communities. (laughs) Because when you look across literally every one of those prevalent health conditions, obesity, diabetes, hypertension, cholesterol, heart disease, et cetera, unfortunately, the unfortunate truth is just about every single one of them has a disproportionate impact on multicultural communities, African-American community in particular. Like literally we are about 50 to 80% more likely to be living with a chronic disease or condition than the general public. So, so yes, so essentially every single condition disproportionately and negatively affects black and brown communities. And then specific to Unique, you know, our first product is a breakthrough nutritional shake. Really, as you mentioned, oriented around gut health and the gut microbiome is the, the avenue through which, you know, the product, our product works with a specific targeted benefit around more effective and natural and healthy blood sugar control. This is obviously something that's important for all of us, but uh, someone who's living with elevated blood sugar and either pre-diabetes or even type 2 diabetes in particular, it can be life-changing, right? A, a way to truly empower someone to regain control of healthy blood sugar is so fundamental to, to one's health, especially someone who's, who's living with diabetes. And just like every other condition that I mentioned before, diabetes is a condition that disproportionately affects black and brown communities with a 40 to 50% higher incidence rate of living with diabetes than the general public. So yes, broadly speaking, uh, what we are doing can absolutely have a disproportionate impact on the African-American community. And specifically our first product, you know, affects what I call, you know, the gateway disease, the head of the snake, right? I mean, I, I really believe that diabetes is one of the most pervasive and chronic conditions that we're dealing with in our society today. And this is something I think we can help people prevent or people that are living with, we can help get blood sugar into a, a normal, healthier range. Mm-hmm. 
those statistics you mentioned are alarming. Uh, what has been the response uh, from people of color, but also in general? It's been, it's been, I've been overwhelmed um, and honestly furthering my inspiration for what it is that we are doing. Uh, it's, it's obviously not easy, as you can imagine, in the midst of a quarantine, a pandemic, in the midst of a, a huge social justice movement and the amount of noise out, out there to launch a brand new business and a brand new brand. Um, so I can't say it hasn't been without its struggles and challenges, uh, but I also, at the, at the same time, I feel incredibly fortunate for the fact that we are in a space and that there is never been a greater need for what it is that we're doing than right now. And fortunately, we are all oriented towards a digitally native direct to consumer business. So we're still able to conduct our business even in the midst of these times. And I've, as I mentioned, I've been just truly inspired by the reaction that we've gotten from consumers of all colors, of all races, and obviously in particular within the Black community, just around how our product has helped provide hope and empowerment and a belief that you can regain better control of your health as you know folks that have been using our product and have been using it just consistently daily basis it's you know our nutritional shake it's a full meal replacement low calorie dense nutrition a, a prebiotic resistant starch is kind of our hero ingredient but it's fundamentally helping people regain control of their health it's working through their gut and significantly improving their blood sugar control like fasting blood sugar or are avoiding spikes and crashes. And some who have actually been on the product for months have actually shown reductions in that long-term measurement of their blood sugar control, which is you know called your A1C level. And when you have those kind of impact with, with people and they see that they can, you know, riding this roller coaster of dealing with elevated blood sugar and the lack of control that that represents, when they see they're taking a positive step and just creating a habit and getting these kind of results, that's what I call shine. That, that is truly impacting someone and impacting their life. And it's by giving them sort of greater control over their health, that's giving, you know, greater hope over their lives and seeing that sort of impact and that reaction to the experience that they're having with me unique as a shake and as being as a part of our community and being uplifting and positive is like a light for folks. And that's what's really been inspiring me is that kind of reaction that we're getting and the testimonials that we hear from customers that are having these life-changing experiences when they get on their, what we call their, their unique life journey. That has to be a great feeling. You launched um, in 2020, amid a pandemic. And then there was also a wave of social injustice. So a mm -hmm. crisis within a crisis, really. Yeah. How was that? <laughs> Not for the faint of heart. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's a good way to put way it. I'll say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, you look at it, like you said, a crisis on top of a crisis. When you look at the pandemic, first of all, and the fact that there's so much happening and people have so many urgent issues on hand, you know, in many cases it's life or death, but even if some aren't dealing with life or death and mortality risks, you're dealing with socioeconomic risk on top of, uh, on top of that as well. So there's a lot of noise and a lot of uh, concern from so many. And you know, you know obviously those who have, it's, this, is, this pandemic has shown such a bright light on the fact that it's those who are already dealing with pervasive health issues are significantly and disproportionately that much more at risk from coronavirus and kind of all the associated health implications. 
And as we've been talking about, those who are more at risk for these underlying conditions are predominantly black and brown communities. And, and when you throw on top of that, the wave of the social injustice that we've been dealing with, let, you know, the latest string of tragedies against black Americans, it's a, it's a match right on top of the cinder block that's ready to explode. And the way I describe it is when you have all these happening, this isn't all new. It is exacerbating these pre-existing conditions. The way I'd like to describe it is when you look at, in particular, the health associated with minority communities in particular, it was already in critical condition. And that's before the pandemic. And that's before the social justice movement kind of, which have really shown a light on it. Mm -hmm. um, and exposed something that already existed and frankly, obviously made it that much worse. But these were pre-existing conditions before anyone had ever heard of coronavirus, right? And so for me, that's caused me to, yes, it's created challenges, uh, but it also has created resolve amongst myself, you know, within my team and, I, and a lot within the industry, sort of really doubling down because there's never been a more important time for everyone and say in particular those with underlying condition, which is disproportionately multicultural communities, to be in control of their health. And what we're doing is something that completely, you know, empowers people to do so. And so that's really motivated me to, to really execute on our mission to get the word out there, create education, create awareness and help people regain control of their health. And we're trying to do our part. You know, when they step back, I, I truly do believe that this health disparity gap, which is what I call it and is commonly called, right, which is this discussion of all these different conditions and having a disproportionate impact in multicultural communities and so many different reasons for why it exists, but it's been around for centuries. I want to be a part of a solution to not just talk about it and shine a light on the fact that this pervasive health gap exists across so many conditions, but to also provide a solution, to be a part of a solution to actually start to bend the curve in the other direction, to close some of that health disparity gap. And I think the time is now. I think we've never had more of an avenue or an audience or people that are paying attention to health and particular for multicultural communities. And I still believe that this health disparity gap is one of the biggest civil rights issues of our time. And I think if we can play some role in helping close that health disparity gap, that's really having an impact on society, on multicultural communities. And that really, that gets me going. So mm -hmm. yeah, that, that's how we've sort of overcome some of the challenges of associated with uh, the times that we're operating in. Why do you suppose there is such little diversity in the industry? Mm. It's, it's such a good question. I've been having a number of conversations about this. It's so fascinating because on the one hand, it's not uncommon, right, amongst uh, within corporate America to have a lack of representation of multicultural and diverse representation. I think it's, it's kind of well known across just about any industry and nutrition and supplements is no exception to that regard is that there definitely is a dearth of, you know, diverse talent and companies and businesses in this space just like there are in just about every other sort of uh, industry within our economy. So we're, we're not different in that regard. But where I do think it is unique in our space is, you know, back to this topic of conversation, if you can think of a population that needs 
better health and wellness and nutrition and supplements and the role that nutrition supplements can and need to play in that, right, is disproportionately multicultural communities. And so I think mm-hmm. the bar is, it, it is just, it's fascinating to me that even within our space, we haven't overcome the age old, you know, traditions of breaking through the diversity barriers that, you know, that impact so many other industries because there's such a pervasive need of our products for so many in particular multicultural communities. So I think that also speaks just to the opportunity, the fact that there is such a need for us within this industry to continue to be thinking from a diversity and from a representation or from an inclusion standpoint so that we can you know, impact and help those who need it the most. We have a long ways to go in this industry as, uh, as I'm sure you know. In this predominantly white industry, have you felt welcomed? Yeah, no, I, I I will say that I have felt welcome, um, right? I mean, this is, you know, I've grown up in this industry. I have, you know, experienced a number of different industries. You know, I was a management consultant for a number of years earlier on in my career. So I've touched so many other industries. I'd say the feeling is not dissimilar than in other industries. And, and you know, in part, you know, the reality is in many ways, for better or for worse, I've gotten used to being, you know, the one, right? You know, the one person in the room or uh, that looks like me that uh, is African-American. I mean, it's, it's very rare that I come across in professional settings, you know, large populations of diverse, you know, crowds of people, whether they're it's suppliers or partners or other brands or conferences, et cetera, of a large number of folks that um, come from a diverse background. So unfortunately, it's something I've sort of gotten used to sort of over time in my professional career. It doesn't make it okay. It does make it just to say that uh, to your question. Yes, I have felt welcome, right? I mean, I do think that this is a fantastic industry. And I, from my sense, I haven't seen a lot of either overt or necessarily even covert issues of racism in the industry. I just think that it's just perpetuated for years and years of people that have come up in this space that have been traditionally white, traditionally male. And, and what tends to happen is somebody, if, if not top of mind, and if diversity is not a priority, then, you know, then there's no motivation or nothing that's going to change kind of the pattern or the path. And so things like representation, being diverse in your recruiting and your C-suite and your board and your investors, having a lot of representation in the way that your brand presents itself, making sure that your company and your brand reflect the diaspora of the country of your potential consumer base, uh, and making sure that your products and your brand speak to diverse populations. And so someone who might be from a black or brown community or um, Asian American community can see themselves in your product and the way that you express themselves. So if those things aren't top of mind and aren't priorities, then it's unlikely that things are going to change, right? And so I think that's sort of the nature of where we are in this industry. And my sense is not that it has been an intentional exclusion. It just hasn't been intentional inclusion. (laughs) And I think it has to, in order to truly make a change, I think it has to be intentional. And I think it has to be more of a priority. One of the nice things, especially as of late, especially with the social justice movement in 2020, there's been more conversations and eyes being open to the fact that there is a lack of diversity in this industry and the fact that there's a big need amongst consumers for our products and services. Now, 
talking about it and being aware of it is an important step, but it's a, I call it a necessary, but not sufficient step to actually make change. Like you actually have to go about being intentional, prioritizing, taking actions to make changes against it. And, and I would say we're in the very early innings of making those fundamental shifts, but I'm gonna at least encouraged by the conversations and at least the expressed intent to move in a more diverse and representative way. I have seen a, a significant increase in this over the past year. Those conversations are encouraging. And I think you just gave a lot of CEOs a lot of good things to think about. What are some tips that you have for people of color who want to get into this industry? Yeah, so um, for me, I think it starts with a, an understanding of solving the problem. Like what problem are you trying to solve? And is it a real true need that you are trying to address or just a also ran type opportunity or need? Um, so I, I really do focus on the end consumer and making sure that as you think about starting a business or joining onto a business, making sure that you are addressing a prevalent consumer need. It always starts there. Um, I'd say the second thing is, is truly making sure that there's an inherent and intentional passion around helping people. I'd say, yes, many have been successful in this space, but I believe that if you're truly going to be successful in health and wellness, you really have to make sure that it's something that you're passionate about, something that drives you and motivates you is helping other people live healthier lives. And I think that is a call it a table stakes, right? For real success in this space is not just having an idea or you know a, a good business proposition that can get people healthier, but having a true inherent passion around helping people, I think, is one of the fundamental things to just make sure that that's something you have if you want to be in this space. Outside of that, I think it is yeah, find something that you are you are passionate about, right? Whether it's a particular cause or condition that you want to address, or a particular type of solution that uh, that you have a lot of passion around, whether as a consumer or something that you know that could positively affect yourself personally or your family or your loved ones or those close with you, and then go after it, right? Do your research, find you know whether it's you're launching a, your own business in the space or finding the leaders uh, in the space space, networking, making connections, you know, doing your research to, to go after that opportunity that, that fits with you personally, knowing there's not just a market opportunity, but something that you can be passionate, knowledgeable about, and really, and really drive. So those are just some of my, my general thoughts. Those are some great tips. Thank you. Health and wellness is moving in a more personalized direction. Do you mm -hmm. think this will pave the way for more consumers to receive more culturally sensitive and individualized care? I absolutely do. I do think that a lot of the future of our space is not just a one size fits all, but what works for the individual. And individuals are different. I think we know that broadly in nutrition, I think is becoming more and more apparent. And then specifically in the space that we operate in around the gut and the gut microbiome, as we get more into the research, it's becoming more and more apparent that there are some fundamental common truths across many people. But at the end of the day, everyone is different. Everyone's gut is different. Um, and that does require some individualization and some personalization to really provide the best outcomes for the individual. And so I do think as a result of that, that is going to provide opportunity for those who are more from call it multicultural and diverse backgrounds to have products that are more speaking to them 
whether as a community or even as an individual. And I think that that will take into account in order to continue to do that successfully. It's both about the products, but also about the way that it's presented and thinking through how do you effectively connect with and motivate and drive action for individuals who may come from a different background. And so that is going to require a heightened sense of cultural sensitivity and understanding personas and not just demographics, but psychographics and, okay, tell me about this individual. Where are they from? What do they think? What motivates them? What matters to them? And and thinking through things in a differentiated way than just the old school traditional CPG way of kind of everything kind of is just targeted for one size fits all mass America. This is our average customer. And so that's what we're putting out there, but then missing out on so many things that don't look like that core persona. And so, yeah, I do think that this continued trend towards personalization and individualization is going to create more opportunities to people more effectively. And again, back to being more intentional around understanding customers and different backgrounds, diverse backgrounds and different cultural backgrounds in order to effectively create products and both advertising and marketing to effectively connect with them to actually get them to use your product. So yes, I do think that these move in tandem together. It is an interesting challenge, you know, striking the right balance, being inclusive, but not too, too zeroed Mm -hmm. in. So Mm -hmm. I imagine that striking that right balance has got to be challenging for companies. Yeah, well, I think it depends on what your what matters to you and what you're trying to do as a business and what your what your vision is. You know, I can just share sort of my perspective on it is, you know, so as we express ourselves as unique as a brand, it's very important for me to be inclusive. And that is an incredibly intentional from the outset and the way that I think about our brand and our mission and the type of impact that we want to have. Like we truly want to, you know, our big aspiration is, you know, to be the most trusted and credible source for people to go to that want to, you know, help address chronic health conditions. And that's a public health mission and impact. And obviously that comes in all shapes, sizes, colors, ethnicities, backgrounds, et cetera. And so I, I want to be very intentional in that regard. While we absolutely want to affect the masses and have a public health impact, I absolutely want to be a part of addressing these health disparities in particular for minority communities. And so in order to do that, uh, I ensure that, yes, not only am I, you know, a Black founder of a business with this mission, but as we express our brand and when you look at the way we communicate ourselves, we're very thoughtful about showing a diaspora of individuals that are engaging with us, engaging with our product to show that, yes, this is for you. Um, This is something that can work for you in your life and meet the consumer where they're at, sort of regardless of their background and ethnicity and color. And so that's sort of our approach is just, you know, representation really does matter, not just in branding, not just myself, but being outspoken about our mission and also within our team, within, you know, the people that we're working with, et cetera, is sort of something that I think is important that goes throughout business and the strategy to be thoughtful about that. You know, at the same time, I think one of the benefits of the time in which we're operating is it really has created more of an avenue to be more outspoken. And frankly, it's helped me 
really find my voice in being outspoken about this intention and, and not being shy about our aspiration of wanting to have a disproportionate impact on minority communities. Um, and so it's something that I talk about and I'm incredibly proud. And, and frankly, our not just my, my company have been incredibly supportive, our customers have been incredibly supportive of this aspiration and motivation as well, essentially regardless of what sort of background ethnicities people come from. And so that's been really encouraging to see how well accepted that that has been to have a broad public health mission, but a specific aspiration about you know, supporting multicultural communities and how that's been uh, really not just respected, but really supported you know, as, we've, as we've come out to market. That's really encouraging news right there. And before I let you go, what is next from Unique? What do you have in store? Yeah, well, I can give you a little bit of insights behind what's going on behind the curtains. So, okay. <laughs> so yeah, so we, we, we've started out like right now, just our first product is our, our breakthrough nutritional shake, a meal replacement shake around gut health and effective blood sugar control and weight loss. It really is a breakthrough. Yeah, we obviously are looking at other ways that we can help people continue down that health journey. So it's important for us not just to be a product, but to be a community as well. And that's a big aspect of what we do and the way that we help people is not just through our shake, but we also invite our customers to join our community so they can have support, not just from us, but from others that are going down a similar journey towards better health and, you know, more empowerment. And that's continually going to be a big part of uh, how we achieve our mission is continuing to expand the community and how we engage with them. In addition, we obviously have a broad product uh, pipeline as well. The initial focus is continuing on the effective blood sugar control path. And so we're looking at different product formats as to how we can complement our initial powder shake uh, to support people in regaining control of their blood sugar just across different usage occasions, whether that's just to have a ready to drink version of the shake or looking at other food type items like bars, et cetera, that we're looking at. We're also looking at other probiotics and other factors that can you know, support bl- effective blood sugar control through your, through your gut. And so that's kind of the initial focus from a product standpoint, but we're not stopping at blood sugar, right? My, my aspiration is really addressing a number of these prevalent underlying health conditions. And so we're looking at other platforms, other conditions that we can expand into beyond blood sugar control that also have similar characteristics that, you know, are pervasive, that affect large number of people that disproportionately affect multicultural communities. And unfortunately, that's a long list of, of conditions that we are, we are going after um, that people do need a lot of help with, right? Whether it's you know, weights, whether it's blood pressure or cholesterol, uh, et cetera. So that's definitely part of our pipeline expansion is uh, expanding into other conditions to help people regain control beyond our initial focus around blood sugar control. Inspiring Better Health in honor of your sister, Mark Washington, CEO of Unique. Thank you so much for coming on the NutriCast. Thanks so much, Danielle. I really appreciate you having me and let me uh, tell our story. If you like what you just heard, you can subscribe to the NutriCast on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can also head to NutraIngredients-USA.com for even more Nutra-related content. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Danielle Masterson. As always, I'll catch you here on the NutriCast next week.